Got it. My counsel for you is simple and straightforward. Just go ahead with what you've been given. You received Christ Jesus, the master. Now live him. You're deeply rooted in him. You're well constructed upon him. You know your way around the faith. Now do what you've been taught. School's out. Quit studying the subject and start living it. And let it and let your living spill over into Thanksgiving. So that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the cunning of men, by their craftiness and deceitful wiles. That believing in him will set us free from sin and the law and to be baptized in death to sin and the old self and be raised up again as a new creation in him and him in us. And in Galatians 2, he says, For through the law I died to the law, so that I may live to God. I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. And the life I know, excuse me, and the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And that he has given the Holy Spirit, who in turn gives us power to defeat sin and strength and wisdom and guidance and gifts and fruits of blessings. Remember last week we talked about love, peace, joy, kindness, generosity, patience, and self-control. That hard one on the, on the Lent, the end, the last one. So all of this has been given that we might live a holy life pleasing to God and to serve Him by serving others and witnessing to others by word and deed. There's nothing here about that old sinful flesh that we are to continue to battle with. Nothing except this, that it has been put away behind us, dead to Christ. In fact, we are to care for our body. It's the only one we have. It is his house as well as ours. We are to worship him in it. It's his temple. To keep it clean and healthy and strong. And to bring and to be ready to do his work. So let's talk more about the fullness of life in Christ. You want to read Colossians 2, 6 again from... 2, 6, and 7, and actually, yeah, <laughs> from your other. Okay. 
As therefore you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so live in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Okay. Now let's go on to 8, which is the following verse. And here it is. See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deceit. According to human tradition, according to elemental spirits of the universe, and not according to Christ. So there it is. That's the warning. For in him, the whole fullness of the deity dwells bodily. And you have come. You have come, past tense, to fullness in him. who is the head of, the, of every ruler and authority. And there's more. In him also, you were circumcised with spiritual circumcision by putting off the body of the flesh in the circumcision of Christ. When you were buried with him in baptism, you were also raised with him through faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead and raised us into a new life. Paul speaks of the first Adam providing the sin nature in all of us. But the second Adam gave Christ's nature to all of us to dwell in us. The first is a physical nature. The second is a spiritual. Sharing his victory over sin and a new life opportunity for all humanity. In Galatians 5, he says this, Now, those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with his with its passions and desires let us live by the spirit and be guided by the spirit that he is in us and we are in him makes us one so when paul says it's not i but christ in me it's his pure light. It's his spirit. It's living our life together in relationship. In a marriage, a sonship, as a bondservant with a trusting Lord. To be in joint custody of our body. So that we are in partnership. And there's that koinonia word. We discuss things. We take thoughts captive and bring them to him. And he in turn gives us thoughts, nudges, inspirations. We choose to act accordingly or not. And there's consequences either way. Paul and Jesus both wanted us to be and not to live. To be. 
and to live. I was going to say to be or not to be. <laughs> That's not the question here. <laughs> I'm having too much fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but to be and to live every day in that victory, free from bonds of religious have-tos, but rather to be in the fullness of life more abundantly. In John 10, he says this, I have come that they may have life more abundantly. And third, we're going to take that last component of thanksgiving. So we know about being rooted and established. We've seen what it means to be rooted in the word, how it nourishes us and how God speaks his healing words into our hearts and how we let them soak in as roots into soft, rich soil. And we have looked at, the, at what he expects us to live our lives as loving individuals in a community of Christ, serving God and living full and powerful lives in him as we were taught. And now to acknowledge his gifts in life. We offer thanks. We offer ourselves in humble, in humble gratitude an attitude of gratitude. This is set in the context of the knowledge of Christ and Him crucified. Knowing what He came for. Knowing why He died. Knowing that the cross was for me and for each of us. And that we are somehow crucified with Him and died with him, and yes, rose with him in power of God. All the scriptures about being dead to sin and in the world, or and the world, and alive in the spirit he gave to us. Once we were dead, but now we are alive. And that he lives in us and therefore shares our lives. That he made it possible to be holy when we're not. And forgiven when we have sinned. That we live in the abundance of grace. And we need to realize that. To be thankful for every breath of life. Every step every place we go, every person that we meet is now a divine gift to be a blessing to both greeters, to exchange love and encouragement. Everything we own, we own with him. Because of him, we have everything we have. Now we share his life and he shares ours. 
Thanks for pursuit of faith. Now we share his victory over sin and death. Thanks for the strength. Now we have forgiveness and freedom over guilt and legalism. Now we share access to the Father in his name. Thanks for teaching us to pray. Now we are ambassadors of the kingdom and life more abundant. Paul is saying, God has given Christ Jesus as the first fruits. We are expected to follow his example in fruitful lives, to live a changed life and follow the leading of the Spirit. You are a new creation and you have a second life now. Now live it like him, with him. What's not to be thankful for? Father, we thank you for your word, for your love, for your nourishment as we grow in strength to be more like you. Lord, we thank you for all those things. Thank you for all your blessings that you pour out. Thank you for planting us near streams. Sometimes we feel like we're in the desert, but Lord, we just need to stretch our roots down. And we feel your nourishment, your fresh water, your living water. And as we take it in, Lord, we can spill it back out. In Jesus' name, amen.